Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hey, Grateful Ones. Before we start, find yourself in a comfortable space and take three deep breaths. I know it's been tough for all of us, so let's take this time to feel whatever you're feeling as you take a deep breath in. Take in love, kindness, joy, and gratitude. And as you exhale, let go of any pain, anger, regret, or discomfort you're feeling right now. Welcome to After 30 with Gata Erigel, a 30-something reminding you to take deep breaths and live with gratitude as we talk love, life, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, good books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. I post new episodes every Thursday. Follow at After 30 with Gata Erigel on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated. Welcome to another episode of After 30 with Gara Erigel. I hope you're all safe and well. And first, let me greet our mama's belated happy Mother's Day and to all moms-to-be. I hope you all had a, a wonderful day and also that you felt extra love and celebrated, extra loved and celebrated on your special day. Okay, let's talk mothers. I don't even know how to start this. Okay. My mom is already here in the recording platform and my armpits are really wet and I have this sinking feeling in my stomach and this voice inside my head that says this has to be perfect. She's watching. <laughs> but seriously, we're going to get down and dirty on this episode, but trust me, you will come out of it feeling refreshed and hopefully with a different perspective on the value, importance and gravity of the awareness of the relationship you have with your mothers and yourselves how it greatly affects your life, your decision-making, and even your other relationships as an adult. Through the experience of our mothers, we are creating an internal experience of a mother we carry within. Our experience with our own mothers teach us how to mother ourselves, so we are then only able to mother ourselves in the same manner. The relationship we create with our mother becomes the relationship we have with ourselves in the future and for the rest of our lives. Now, if you can list down how many times the word mother is said in this episode, I will give you a prize. Now, how? How now if you did not have a good relationship with your mother? Or if you had a mother who was physically present but emotionally wasn't? Or a mother who wasn't present at all? Or a mother who was even abusive? Or a mother who just wasn't motherly? What if you grew up feeling unmothered? What effects does this have on your adult life? Do you blame your mother for all of the shit that's happening to you? The thing about the unmothered children is that we continue to look for a mother we didn't have because this space has remained empty. 
because we strive so hard to get our mother's attention and connect with them. We learned that we needed to work really hard to be seen, that nothing is granted for us, not even the love, the connection and the safe bonding. We will keep looking for this mother in anything and everything. Mother being the word I'm using now to refer to the feeling of being nurtured, wanted, seen, and loved unconditionally. The good news is we can create the inner experience we lack in order to emotionally develop in ways we have not been mothered because we are the only ones in a visceral way who really knows how we feel and what we really need. You can be present for yourself. And I know it sounds like a lot of work, but thankfully... We now have access to the tools that can help us reframe and rewrite our stories so that we can move forward with our lives and cultivate better relationships with ourselves and others. Joining us on today's episode, waiting patiently for me to introduce her because I did not warn her about this long intro, is certified narrative coach, certified transitions coach, and certified strengths coach who will be having her workshop slash retreat called Reframing Your Mother's Story next month. Everybody, please welcome back on the podcast, my mother, Leah Erigel. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Aba, di ba? Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. Oh, diba? Sabi ko nga sayo eh, mas, what's this? Like, I've never, I, I feel the most pressure when I guest you on the show. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's something I feel like we can unpack today. But I mean, I guess I it's, it's like that for a lot of people. <laughs> is, it, is it me? No, no, mana. I'm like that. You can be your most imperfect self. No, I know. It's mother stories, diba, that we have mm. in our heads. And so yeah. this is why we are having this really, really important conversation today. And I'm happy to have you back on the show. Thank you for happy being here. Happy to be here. I feel like Suki. Siyempre. Suki, Suki sa show. Suki, Suki. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I want to start by asking you, you know, if you can tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a narrative coach and mm. eventually coming up with the reframing your mother's story workshop. Because I feel like not a lot of people are familiar with, you know, these terms and some of the terms that we'll be throwing around in this conversation, but somehow maybe the title or, you know, whatever the teasers that they heard, it uh, attracted them into listening to this podcast. So yeah. I'm sure uh, relate or resonate with them itong conversation that we're about to have. So what was your journey like? Uh, and how did you come up with reframing your mother's story? Okay, first, I've always seen myself as a writer, a storyteller, lover of stories. I like hearing stories. I, I like telling them. I like writing them. And, you know, it was through deeper inner work study that I realized stories are how we make sense of the world. Our stories shape our realities. All of our stories are 100% subjective. Therefore, the stories in our heads are also never 100% true. Uh, at the start of the pandemic, I found, or maybe narrative coaching found me. Uh, it was a year-long um really deep dive into the importance of knowing our stories, not just the stories we know, but also the stories we don't know. So that was a deep dive into learning how to listen to our stories, the ones that 
are told in our heads and ones that remain untold how to get to them so that we know what we're needing in the moment, how to be in the moment and um, to find a way to shift from the stories that don't serve us to the ones that empower us and to stand as witness with no judgment as our stories come to fore. So narrative coaching has brought me here where I realized that reframing your mother's story was the deepest, scariest, most vulnerable I could be and most present. And also I realize more and more, most needed by women. And so I birthed it as a one day thing in November. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And everyone thought, you know, bitin. So mm-hmm. now created this deeper dive, this time in the beautiful, it's a weekend retreat in the beautiful Casa San Pablo. So you get to go into a deeper dive, um, figure out what your mother stories are, to accept them, to understand them, to come to terms with them, come to come to peace with, with the story and yourself, and to realize that you are the author of your story. You are not the story. So you can change that story anytime. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, you had quite a journey that right? mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. led you here. It was, uh, you know, I know you're a writer, a brilliant one at that. Nox. And it's it's wonderful. No, it's wonderful that you found kumbaga, um, a greater purpose to, I mean, this talent that you already have and that you honed and, you know, I'm, I'm just, I want to know what the underlying feel, because you said the word vulnerable and mm. it's such a, and, and no judgment, right? Those two words, very important and ano ba, integral ba, kumbaga, in this, I mean, in the work that you're doing, right? So can you share with us, like, what was the underlying feeling behind this? Or, you know, you say the story that led you to, you know, want to, to share this. this to as many people right. as possible. I was an adopted child. So... I already had, even before anything else, I already had the mother story that even before I was born, there was a mother out there who didn't want me. Okay, that was the story in my head. Whether I knew it or not, it was there. And then, you know, your Loli, who, you know, adopted me, she was a product of her times, much older than me. Parang uh, our gap was big. I think she was 40-something when she had me. Mm-hmm. So my mother was a product of her times, very traditional, very religious, had very clear ideas of how a woman should be, needs to be. And I can only imagine, and I'm saying this now because I can already stand back, I can only imagine how difficult it must have been for her to have raised a child who was so different from all her expectations. Like mm. different. And so to say that my mother and I had a contentious relationship would be understating it. I was forever caught between rebelling, insisting that I be heard. And another part that I never acknowledged was I wanted her affirmation. So for the longest time, I went around blaming my mother for whatever was wrong with me. And then I had you in a not traditional way, 
which of course broke her heart, which was not intentional for me. And then I went away, not the best of choices. And still I went on, you know, blaming my mother. I mean, there was a lot of blame there. Mm-hmm. And eventually when I went back to the Philippines and I had, you know, and I met you after nine years and baon ko yung kapatid mo, seven years old, diba? sana, pe- sana dollars. <laughs> and and you know, heartbroken from having separated, I realized that I had to take ownership of my life, of my I I realized that is sabi ko malas ko naman, lagi na lang mga relationships ko ganyan. Sa drama-drama lahat ng mga relasyon ko, mapakaibigan, mapakarir, so much energy. Yeah. And then I realized, wait a minute, if there I started to see a pattern. I mean, it was painful to see, but I had to look. Patang the drama ng mga relasyon ko. Baka hindi sila. Baka ako. And so, that's when I said to myself, okay, this is really scary. And maybe I'm going to discover that there's a terrible person hiding behind all of these layers of drama and whatnot. But I decided I was going to face it so that I could be a better person and I could be a better mom because at that point I was a single mom. And so that's when I began to realize that our lives are made of patterns. And unless we see our patterns for what they are without any judgment, there's a lot of our stories in our heads that belong to our mothers. Hindi naman pala natin mga kwento. For example, my mother's story was a woman is nothing without a man. I didn't agree in my head. But in truth, growing up, I felt not worthy if there was not a man in my life, if I wasn't in a relationship. That's a mother's story. Because when you believe I am not complete without a man, then you will go out there looking for someone who wants you. Without ever stopping to check, Teka, gusto ko pa siya. Kasi in your head, merong tiktak, 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 kailangan may partner ako. Otherwise, hindi ako worthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, diba joke yung, ay, wala ka pang boyfriend. Ay, wala ka pang asawa. You know, uh, again, that's from a mother's story. Why? Because these are generational mother stories. Pinalaki tayong dapat at this certain age, may ganyan na. Dapat this certain age, may ganyan na. Totoo ba yung mga dapat mayon Hindi. Dapat at this age, may asawa ka na. Dapat at this age, may anak ka na. Paano kung ayaw mo mag-anak? Paano kung di ka pwedeng mag-anak? Does it make you less of a woman? No. What is the mother's story of our culture? The answer to both is yes. And it's terrible. That's where the shame comes. That's where the expectations come from. And I've come to realize na, Anywhere there are expectations, there is stress. And malamang may misunderstanding. When we learn to ease up on our expectations, everything becomes bonus. So did mm-hmm. I answer your question? <laughs> um, in, in, in many ways, yes, yes. <laughs> but I, I also had a, a lot of realizations in your, you know, story more. Um, mm-hmm. In my head, you know, I was trying to, okay, like, let's say for people who are hearing this for the first time, um, to mm-hmm. our listeners and our viewers who are hearing all these terms and, you know, uh, uh, ano ba, um, experiencing 
um, these terms for the first time. I guess parang the mother story that you're referring to can be, you know, can be a belief. Kumbaga, diba? I guess like in simpler terms, diba? It's, it's your story, but really what it is is a belief. Kasi nung sinasabi mo parang, okay, a woman needs to be, or a woman is nothing without a man. Yes, that's yes. a mother's story. Another term for that is, that's a belief, diba? I yes. guess that made simpler. That's the belief that it's, your mother has. It's the has. belief, it's the yeah, belief yeah. not only, not only of my mo- yes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It was the belief of my mother. And not only was it the belief of my mother, it was the belief of her generation. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and generational belief. Yeah, and if, and if we're truthful, hanggang ngayon, nandiyan pa din yan. Yeah. You know, millennials <laughs> will say, no, I'm all, well, whatever. But nandiyan yan because it's deep-seated. It's yeah, yeah. very deep-seated. It's so. technically in our DNA already. Yes. Diba? And also, like, I mean, uh, uh, the biggest, va- one of the biggest values that I see in, you know, you taking this journey and me taking this journey with you is that you're able to tell me these stories and I'm able to kind of step out and see, oh, okay, and see you as human, diba? see you as this person who was probably, you know, feeling the same feelings that I'm feeling now. It's intergenerational yung beliefs and yung stories. Na yun eh. So if I'm experiencing these things, it's because I believed in the stories that you believed in. And you experienced those things at the time because you believe the stories that are that Loli believed in. And like, you know, no sinasabi mo parang, oh, she was already 40 plus when she had you. And so you had such a, a huge disconnect. And I was like, damn. She was 60, 70 plus when she was racing me. So mm-hmm. our disconnect was even further. And meron din siyang, you know, meron din siyang grief na kinikari at the time. Yes, yes. And so that was double, triple, I guess, you know, the stories that was passed down to me uh, when I was younger. But we'll get to that. But, you know, uh, all of these realizations are kind of like, oh, okay, eye-opening. And now a lot of people... Again, because of social media, TikTok, and the internet, you know, fast. We have all these like, quick informations that we see. And if you you're you become aware, and if you're not careful with the awareness that you are handed or that you are given, it's so easy to blame. It's so easy to take it to blame. Oh my God, kaya pala ako ganto kasi ganto yung nanay ko. Kasalanan to ng nanay ko eh. Tapos hate mo na siya, de ba? Or like you'll move on to hatred. And that's the beauty of being able to rewrite your story or reframe your story and you're taking control and accountability. So my next question is like, what does reframing your mother's story even mean? And how is this similar to or different from the term reparenting? 
Okay. Reframing your mother's story, first and foremost, is not about blaming. Because, and I want to say this blanket, it's a blanket statement. Wala tayong mahihita sa blame. You know what people blame? Because then it relieves them of accountability. Whether it's at work, in the country, ay hanapan natin ang may kasalanan para tapos na. So no, reframing your mother's story is not about blaming our mothers. Because like you said earlier, just like us, our mothers were women who had their own stories passed on from their mothers and and their mothers before them. What reframing your mother's story is, going into accountability and saying, okay, what's my story? And what are the stories in my head that don't serve me anymore? And what can I do to reframe them? Reframing is just another term for shifting, changing. And yes, we can change our stories all the time. So, ano? Gagawa ka ng kwento? Gagawa ka ng hindi totoo? Hindi. Hahanapin mo lang yung positive. Hahanapin. And hindi siya lang, actually, because words are very powerful, right? I remember when I first went into counseling, and that was with um, with um, Ne, Harriet Hermeliosa. I told her my story, like in this monotone, I said, well, according to my adoptive mother, my birth mother, she's trying to get rid of me for six months. And then... She tried so many ways. She tried riding the um, roller coaster. She tried drinking Chinese herbs. She tried wearing big gears, but she just couldn't get rid of me. And so finally, she decided to have me adopted. And that's my story. And there was so much pain in that story, but that's, you know, my pretend I'm okay with it is how I said it. And then Harriet goes, well, you know, you can see that as hindi ka pa pinapanganak, hindi ka na niya gusto. You can see it that way, which is how I saw it. Or you can see it as, di ka pa pinapanganak, survivor ka na. So, di ka pa pinapanganak, malakas ka na. And I'm like, oh my God. I was actually about to say that as a joke. Habang kinakwento mo yun, parang, eh, alam mo, di ba? Ano ka, tenacious ka eh. Umapit ka talaga eh. <laughs> can't get rid of. But, but just the... When she said that to me, I said, you, you can do that? You can? She didn't, there was no lying there. It was just that, yun yung reframing. Ibayin mo yung tingin mo. Kasi yung, di pa ako pinapanganap, hindi na niya ako gusto, siguro hindi ako worthy. It's never served me. And that mother story ruled my life. All my relationships were about running after men who were emotionally unavailable. If there was a decent, loving, lovable man who came to me and I didn't have to make tumbling. Friend zone. Uh-uh. 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 Kasi, hindi ako worthy. Eh. Easy? Ano ba yan? Oh, hindi ako worthy. So, kung gusto mo sa akin, eh, hindi ka worthy. <laughs> one plus one lang naman yun eh. Mm. Um, and that went on for a long time. And, you know, and I was filled with, you know, jealousy, Jealousy was like my my big thing. I mean, I can be all cool and calm, pero pag, you know, when the, what do they call it? This, the jealousy snake reared mm-hmm. its ugly head for me. I'm, like I turned into someone else. Even I wouldn't like to be with. Mm-hmm. And, and hindi lang re- romantic, you know. 
So the unworthy, the unworthy mother story ruled my relationships, ruled how I saw things. Mm-hmm. And so when eventually, that was my first aha moment. We pwede mo palang gawin yon. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through the years, I went into inner work and and then eventually narrative coaching. And then eventually through, nar- because of narrative coaching, I was able to birth Reframing Your Mother's Story. And I realized while I was birthing Reframing Your Mother's Story, that through the years of inner work pala, slowly I started to see my mother, not as the woman who had to be all the things she never was. Mm. You know, in my head, there was this perfect woman. Dapat lagi siyang nandun sa PTA. Dapat masarap siyang mag-bake. Dapat, la, la, ang dami. Ang dami kong dapat. Ang dami kong dapat. No one can be that to anyone. You know, the dapats in our, in our mother's stories. But eventually, as I went, and, and because I became a flawed mother myself, and I started to have more and more empathy and as I understood myself, mas nakikita ko na siya bilang babae. Now when I see my mother, I see a woman who was a product of her times. Imagine how difficult it must have been for her. Because marami sila sa pamilya, tapos lahat sila, marami mga anak. Hmm. What would it have been like for my mother to have to adopt a child? And then she adopts a child and the child is so different from her. Now, at this point pa lang, naiintindihan ko, kaya pala ayaw niyang pag-usapan yung, mga tell me naman, who, who were my birth parents? Who was my, ayaw niyang pag-usapan because she was so scared to lose me. Mm. And I, I grew up with your lolly always asking, do you love me? Maybe you don't love me. When I think about that now, I, it doesn't, I'm not saying oh, all the hurtful things she did don't hurt anymore. Hindi. Mm. They did. But I will say now, yun yung alam niyang gawin eh. Yun yung alam niyang gawin. She, she raised me the best way that she could. Mm-hmm. And so now, it's my job to, what do I need? What did I need then that she could not give? Not because she was a bad person, but because she had her own stories. So, for example... My mother's love language was service. Hindi words of affirmation. Eh ako, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So growing up, naririnig ko lang yung I love you pag may ginawa akong masama. Ano ka ba naman? Alam mo naman, we love you very much. Eh so syempre, di ba, sabi ng subconscious ko, eh, gumawa pa tayo ng mga rebellious things para masabihan tayo ng I love you. And then I realized, my mother's love language was have you eaten? Mm-hmm. Lahat ng paborito kong pagkain, alam niyang lutuin ng masarap. That was her love language, but mine was words of affirmation. In fact, the only time that I began to be able to say I love you to her was when I was already in the States, you know, over the phone, we'd call each other every Sunday. And the first time I did it, I was like, okay, bye, ma, I love you. And she went, ah, she put the phone down, ah, hello. Oh, Eventually, she was like, ah. You know, and then eventually it, it became a thing for her. Now, for my children, I made it a thing. You know, we say I love you to each other, mm. you know, as much as we can. But I did not grow up with that. So what's, for example, if, if we were to talk about, if we were to talk about reframing your mother's story, 
my mother never said I love you to me, not because she didn't love me. She didn't say I love you to me because that was not her love language. And to be honest, I don't think people around, you know, her age, people who are now like 80s, 90s, they, they didn't. To people in that generation, emotions are weak. You know, we don't do I love mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So what's one way that I have learned to mother myself is to tell myself, oh, good job. Or, you know, when, when I know it's going to be a tough day in the morning before I get up, I say, okay, are we going to give ourselves five more minutes? Okay. You know, so I mother myself with affirming words because it's what I need. It's what I need. And it's very important to know at any given moment, what do you need in this moment? What do you need? If you don't know what you're feeling now because, okay, a belief is, yeah, feelings are you know, weak. That, again, that's another belief that we need to change. Mm-hmm. If we don't know what you need right now, how can you give yourself that? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Know what you need at any given moment and learn to give it to yourself. But, but, okay, but how do you learn? How do you learn to give yourself what you need if... You know, if you don't know what you need. So how do you learn what you need? How do you find out what you need? How do you find out what you need? You need to listen to yourself more. Not be afraid of listening, uh, acknowledging your emotions. I have a big number of my coaches come to me like this. Something has happened to me and it hurts so much. Can you make it go away? I don't want it. And the first thing I say is, ay, wala po akong magic wand. At kahit meron, that's not the way to heal. The way to heal is to accept your emotions. No! I can't, I don't, it's, it hurts too much. I say, ah, mamamatay ba tayo? Di naman. Di ba? Because it feels like death. I get it. I get it. I was there once. And the truth of it is, when we are able to allow our emotions, our emotions are there. Actually, they are teachers. That's why nandun yung hurtful feelings kasi sila yung nagsasabi sa atin, you're not in a good place. You need to do something about it. And then we don't. What do we do instead? We get busy. Or we go into substances. Or we go into another relationship. Or all of the above. We buy things. Lazada and Shopee are our best friend. <laughs> Everything uh-huh. external. Kasi ayaw mo pumasok sa loob. Takot ni. When and also you- like these things, yun nga eh, parang when you were saying that a while ago, like for me also, like the things that we learn, you know, to deal with our own emotions as we grow up, we learn to do them because of what happened to us, diba? Because of, let's say, like for you at least, like you, the relationships that you chose, you know, were usually unavailable men because... You didn't feel worthy of men who treated you better and stuff like that. And I also had that the same pattern. But also at the same time, we held on to that because it served us somehow. Holding on to, diba? Parang holding on to the, um, the feeling or resentment or, or whatever it was that we were holding on to before you chose to take the step towards healing and before I chose to take the step towards healing as well. Parang it served you at a certain point. Like people hold on to fears and resentment 
I'm just adding to what you're saying now that feelings are there for a reason. They're there to protect us. They're there to to um, teach us something like uh, like anger, fear, resentment. We hold on to those things because in a weird way in our heads, we feel like they're saving us from something. They're keeping us from getting safe. hurt. Uh, safe, uh, it makes yes. us feel safe. But also yes. at the same time, it's counterproductive in life, Because it's keeping you from moving forward. You're just, on the surface, you're feeling safe because you're avoiding. Yeah. But so, you're not really So, so for example, uh, let's say I get into a romantic relationship. And this is someone who is exciting and unavailable emotionally. Sometimes there, sometimes not. I can't figure him out. I'm always at the edge. Oh my God, this is love. He is the air that I breathe. <laughs> because hey. it's the feeling you're familiar with, with the yes. kind of love that you receive. Yes, yes. You hindi ka sure. Mm. Yung parang, ngayon yung parang... Yung laging kailangan mong i-affirm na, oh, oh, alam oh, mo, ipag-move oh, yung sarili mo lagi na worthy ako, worthy ako, worthy ako. Oh, 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 parang, parang kang laging naka, you, you know, you're, you're, you're like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that I realized, you know, I had this one aha moment. I said, oh my God, why do I keep ending up with the same kind of man? And I realized, I know, I, dati, sab, alam ko, pag in love na ako, pag yung kasama ko yung guy, tapos parang hindi ako makahinga. You know, mm-hmm. there's like a ganyan feeling. And I realized, I went into this moment because of free writing, which is one of the things that we do in um, in my coaching and in uh, reframing your mother's story, mm-hmm. that recurring, the few recurring moments I would have alone with my dad, I'd be so excited to be with him, so scared to make a mistake, so scared to do something wrong, to say something wrong, because I was so excited to be with him because we were rarely together, just him and me. And there would be this feeling at the pit of my stomach, that mm-hmm. was the feeling. That union feeling that I ko when I get attracted to someone. And of course, when someone gave me love that was certain, love that was sure, yoko hindi love yun. You know, there was mm-hmm. no, there was mm-hmm. none of that. Um, yun. That's, that's, I had to teach myself, like literally train myself, no. That thing that you're attracted to, that's not the kind of love that you deserve. Do you think now as a mother, like, okay, this is how um, that has affected your choice in relationships. And, you know, and not just naman din relationships, eh. That also spill over din siya with other decisions that you make in your life. Diba? You mm-hmm. choose, let's say you choose a career that will constantly need, you need constant reaffirmation that you're worthy or that you're good at it. Or you need to, you believe that you need to work extra hard to to feel like you're worthy or to feel like you're good enough. And if you get something and didn't work hard for it, and I remember hearing that from you growing up. You know, if you don't work hard for it, you won't value it as much. Which, yes, there is truth in that. But also at the same time, now that I'm older, no, some things I can get easily. Some things I don't need to work hard for. Because some things are just there. Mother Nature has it, you know, the universe, because you deserve it. Because you're human and that's why you're here. You know, there are some things that you don't need to work extra hard for. But that's what we learn um, mm. because of, of you know, our experiences and, and our childhood. But... So I just want to know, like, how do you think this, ano ba, this spilled over in your life? 
so we already know that this is the type of relationships that you had and how did it spill over to let's say the career the the career choices that you know you had or even our relationship your own relationship with your children do you think somehow next spill over din yon oh ano man i am a big 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 believer and so far di pa siya nabubuwag how you do one thing is how you do everything my belief is that one we need to be mindful about our feelings it is a practice again it is not a magic wand when you are feeling when you are hurting that is your body telling you step back take a look something has to change mm-hmm. and it's inward it's always inward allow yourself to look inward allow yourself to look at your stuff without judgment instead curiosity uy bakit ako nagselos doon o bakit ako na OP doon or bakit hindi ako comfortable sa space na yon no matter how wonderful it seems well, i used to have this job us paying me crazy amounts of money but i was so unhappy and buti na lang i was ready a place and a place in my life where i could say what's wrong uh-uh. why am i not valuing this Even in my relationships, I have learned, huwag tayong pumunta sa drama. Huwag tayong umabot sa drama. Paano tayo hindi umabot sa drama? You bring it up. You bring up the difficult conversations because the difficult conversations will lead to understanding. Tayong mm-hmm. mga Pilipino, ang ilig natin sa mga, pag hindi natin pinag-usapan, it doesn't exist. Not true. Pag hindi natin pinag-usapan, sugat yan, magpe-fester, magpe-fester. Sa araw, kalabitin ka lang, galit ka na. <laughs> same thing in my relationships with with you and with your brother. Uh, I taught you both for us to talk about the difficult stuff. Even if it's difficult, even if it's like pulling teeth. You know, a lot of times as a mother, I would say, Mayroon akong batong gawin. Mag-away kami. Ayoko. Ayoko. Sino mo namang nanayag sumapag-away sa mga anak? And then, and then, you know, I have a conversation with myself. Alam mo, pag hindi mo pinag-usapan yan, hindi naman yan maayos eh. Lalalim lang. So, you know, there's the child voice in me that I don't want. And then the adult's like, you gotta do this. And so we do. We have, you know, I taught you both to not hide from the difficult conversations. Because the difficult conversations are about, I got hurt. I don't understand. So I, I, I have a question, Mom. Sorry. Do you do you have do you mean to say that you started your journey towards say you know reframing your mother's story even when we Jubal and I were young? I mean, when did you start realizing that oh, this was something you had to take accountability for, and this was something you needed to heal? Did you start the journey when we were still young, and that's how you realized that oh, okay, we need to talk about difficult conversations yes. and. Yes, so, yes. How has um, reframing your mother's story essentially affected your relationship with us, your children? Okay. One, I am more able to tell you when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. When I messed up, I messed up. When I oh, sorry, I messed up. Uh, I uh, as a single mother, I had a super mom complex. Kailangan lahat ka. Mm. Kasi may kulang eh, so binubunok mo. Mm-mm. I let go of that. I was not able to do a lot of things. 
I was not able to be a lot of things. I messed up big time. And also, I'm here, willing to work things out, willing to be accountable for all the times that I messed up. You know, you didn't know then. Now you know now that I know I do better. So I will be the first to say, not a perfect mom. It's far from that. I hope that in doing so, I am able to teach you both that perfection is a myth. It is a waste of time to even think that it is possible for us. We have this myth. If everything is perfect, then then everything will be perfect for me. Eh, wala ang perfect. So, paano? As opposed to, take things as they come. What are the surest things in life? We will get old. We will die. We will make mistakes. And the sooner natanggapin natin yon, the sooner that life will be easier for us. Magkamali. Make glorious, amazing mistakes is what I want to say to both of you. Stop staying in the coloring in the right lines. Conform, conform, conform. No. That keeps us small. Make your mistakes. Kasi it's from our mistakes that we learn the most. Why am I... What makes me legit to hold or reframing your mother's story? Because I made mistakes big time. As a daughter, as a mom... As a person, I did not make small mistakes. I made them big. I learned from them. The more you're able to see your mistakes and be like, oh, that was a big one. Okay, sige. Ano yung natutunan natin? Sige, game. Ulitan. And that's what's helped me to be more accepting of myself, to be more comfortable in my own skin. That's one of the gifts of reframing our mother's stories of seeing our stories from a different light is really being comfortable in our own skin. Yun ang loto. Yup. I love that. No, and I love the effects that um, being able to take accountability and making yourself aware that it also yung effects that spilled over with how you raised me and Jubal. I mean, you were very honest, sometimes a little too honest, <laughs> um, which we both appreciate. And and I think, you know, and you know this, you know, you've, you've raised children who you know, stand by their own beliefs and who can hold a good conversation and who, you know, are very vocal about um, our feelings as well. And, you know, in a lot of ways, it has taught me and Jubal, I think uh, we brought, we we bring it with us until today in our adult lives. Yung, ano ba? How to negotiate yes. <laughs> is yes. the only, uh, is the best, you know, word I can think of that can describe that. Kasi nga, before, pag kunari, meron kaming, kunari, nag-away kami ng brother ko or something. I did something when I was in college and my mom would really sit us down. Like, I remember coming home drunk, you know, throwing up and everything. And she'd be, be like, you know, go throw up. And then when you're done, come back and talk to me at like three in the morning. And she's like, okay, what did, you know, what, what was wrong? What went wrong here? You didn't come home at the time you said you were going to come home. How are you not going to do this again? You know, all these difficult questions that normally parents would just be like, I mean, kumuwi man ako ng late na lasing, natulog na lang siguro yung nanay ko kasi madaling araw na yun eh. Diba? And then like, renowned na lang niya ako for like, say, two months. Not saying she didn't do that. She did, but... <laughs> 
But I mean, you know, we did have the difficult conversations and that kind of taught us to be you know, more self-aware, like aware of why we did the things we did, what went wrong there and how can we make it better. Not saying we're perfect people now because of that, but, you know, we we learned how to become better people. And I guess that's how we we had a more open relationship with our mother. And again, not perfect, but easier, lighter, because more compassionate. No yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no perfect. So, okay. How do you hope, because you are holding this workshop and it's something you're very, very passionate about. How do you hope it could change? It could help change the lives of others as well, as much as it has helped change yours. Okay. My hope with this deep dive in the beautiful Casa San Pablo, um, in San Pablo, Laguna on June 24, 25, my hope is that people, the women who attend this workshop will learn their mother's stories, see it for what it is with no judgment, be able to see their mothers and themselves as women with their frailties, their vulnerabilities, their uncertainties. And all of this is what makes them into this wonderful, beautiful human being. It's interesting that we keep saying perfect, 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 perfect is boring. You're, you're an artist. You know that what makes something beautiful is the contrast, the, the layers. And that's what we are. We are made of contrasts and, and, and layers and layers, and that's what makes us interesting, and all of that is okay. So I wish, my wish is that women see their mother's stories, what belonged to their mother, what belongs to them, what is now for them, what what beliefs were their mothers, and not necessarily their, theirs, but they're still holding on to it. What can they let go of now to be stronger, to be more empowered? Lots of stories like, if I don't like my mother, do I have to keep seeing her in order to love her? Is a question. Okay, I feel like this is where this is going. So I want to, uh, you're holding a workshop, uh, yes. a retreat in June. Um, I, you know, we'll talk about the details later on. I'll type it here as well. If you guys are watching the live, hello. It's called Reframing Your Mother's Story. Mm. Wow, it's called reframing your mother's story. Can you give us a little sneak peek at what your participants will be experiencing there? Just so our listeners and our viewers can have an idea in case they want to, you know, um, join it themselves. Okay, um, there will be um, a lot of sharing and this will be aided sharings we will do free writing because that is the modality that is you know very close to my heart there will be creative experiences there will be sharing and from the last um reframing your mother's story the first one in november the sharing alone is already so powerful and so healing because like i said Stories are how we make sense of the world. Pag kinikimkim natin yung mga kwento natin, ang lalim-lalim niya, tapos ang bigat-bigat. Sometimes it's just the saying it out loud. Sometimes it's just the, I am such an overachiever because I, I think, because whenever I used to achieve is the only time pinapansin ako ng mommy ko. is a story. What's uh, that? Right. Is there an exercise that you can maybe like, ano, patikim? 
ngayon. Mm, there was something the, we were talking about a while yeah, ago. The, like, we were talking earlier, we were talking about how we think, kunwari, when I say, or reframing your mother's story, and you're thinking it's just interpersonal, like, you know, you're my daughter, you know, I'm your mom. It goes beyond that. We also have generational, ancestral mother stories that hindi natin alam affect us or affect how we believe or how we see the world. For example, um, fairy tales. Let's talk about Little Red Riding Hood. What's the story of Little Red Riding Hood? Um, Little Red Riding Hood's mom was busy that day and she told Little Red Riding Hood, Oh, yung lola mo may sakit. The lola lives in the woods. Not able to take this to her today. Well, can you take this food to her? Don't pass by the forest, ha? even if it's the shortcut. Don't. Because it's scary there. It, it'll get dark. There's a big bad wolf. And so the little girl, you know, she, she wears her red. And when she, she's grandma. And then eventually she sees the big bad wolf. And because she's never seen a big bad wolf, she didn't know that that's what he was. And so... We go into the mother's house and, you know, that's, you know, things go crazy and they almost get eaten up alive, you know, uh, Little Red Riding Hood and her grandmother. Eventually, they're able to come, they went to, you know, they took forces and the big bad wolf, natalo nila si big bad wolf. Pero ang... Ang kwento nung Little Red Riding Hood, don't go into the dark. You follow your mom and your mom tells you don't go into the forest, don't. Don't go into the dark. What does dark mean? Dark can mean, dark is, can be a symbol of the things that you don't know about yourself. Dark can mean the things that you maybe want to try but you're uncertain of. Mm-hmm. That story basically says, stay here. Now, if you could change that story to empower you, a more empowering story of Little Red Riding Hood, what would that story be for you? Are you how asking me? Change? Yeah, how would you <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Well, what I said this a while ago, no, but we didn't really dive deeper. But my, the first thing that came to mind was, uh, number one, the mom should have at least accompanied a Little Red Riding Hood through the dark or like through the you know through the forest kung busy basta dapat in accompany niya kasi parang you know sinobject niya yung child niya to the dangers without with the child not being fully equipped okay so if you were to change that story so that it becomes more empowering for you how would you change that story um a little red riding hood being me should have asked the mom. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I mean, ask for what she needed. Like, oh, I'm afraid it might be a little too dangerous for me. 
can you please come with me okay so see how you change that story hindi kailangan hindi ka pupunta sa madilim tuturuan mo yung sarili mo hingin yung gusto mo which was to have been with your mother mm-hmm. because it's true I mean, that story could have been tama ka sa so first sentence pa lang. Sana naging, ayoko, matakot ako dun eh. Pwede ba tayong dalawa na lang? O, oh, edi, nagiba yung kwento. Mm. Mine, my story would have been, let me, trust me, to go into the dark. Because I'm a smart little girl, I'm <laughs> strong, and I'll know what to do. Why is it different for me and for you? Because our mother's stories are different. My mother's story was constantly not having a voice, constantly being told what to do, and constantly being told that what I wanted to do or how I wanted to do things was wrong or shameful or unacceptable. Sinvergüenza. Your story is different because your mother's story is different. You needed to be with your mom. And I'm sorry to this day. I will be sorry until I die. And maybe beyond. That I made those mistakes. And I feel like it's so huge to be here now in a podcast. Being able to say, I'm sorry. I made bad calls. I made bad decisions. I didn't know that then. It affected you so much. I didn't know any better. You're gonna make me cry. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe off there, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. Not to cry. No, but thank you. I really, really appreciate that. I mean, you have apologized many times. I'm also, I guess I want to say I'm sorry also for like, I guess... I don't know, like for still holding on to it. Like I've gone through therapy, I've done healing, you know, myself. And I guess it just goes to show that, um, I mean, how how deep it really goes, you know. And it's not just you. I was mothered by two women. Mm. One who mothered you. Diba? Medyo double mami po tayo mga kaibigan. So medyo malalim. It's not just me lang ikaw yung nagka-come up whenever I have to deal with that. So... I think, you know, it's it's two things that I also have to deal with. But I really, really appreciate um, the relationship that we have, the work that you've done, which led to, you know, the kind of relationship we do have now. And and your apology really means a lot because I'm and and I'm sure a lot of, you know, our viewers right now can relate to this. You know, not all mothers will apologize and not all mothers will have the strength to apologize Agree. But uh, that's another thing that I deal with in my coaches. And it's interesting because I dealt with that. If Mm -hmm. only she apologized. She did towards the latter part um, when she became sicker more often. But growing up, apologies were not made. Why? Because the belief was, magulang ako eh, anak lang. We don't mm. apologize to our children. Terrible, toxic, toxic belief. If there are mothers out there, or parents out there, who who still believe that, please, it's it's so toxic. Apologies are important. Apologies make us feel affirmed. Ni pala mali yung naramdaman ko na nasaktan ako. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, eh. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting how you were saying, I don't know, I've been to, through therapy, why do I still hold on to this story? There can be a lot of reasons and one of them is, one of them could be, because when you hold on to that story, it gives you an excuse to play small. Mm-hmm. It gives you an excuse to not be accountable for now because this is my story. Like my story was I'm adopted, I wasn't wanted. And then when I have a conversation now with myself, okay, Leah, alam na natin na yes, you were abducted, but you were not not loved. Mm. Hindi na tumatakbo yung kwento mo bago sumang palitan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I call out me. And then so it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So what am I afraid to deal with? That's why I hang on to the adoption story. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to finally say, yes, I'm worthy of creating big, beautiful things because I'm worthy. I'm afraid to say that. But see, because I can now say that's what I'm afraid of, then I can also shift that to go ahead. Even if you're scared, this is important to you. Do things. Play. If you make a mistake, Eddie, you make a mistake. Yak tayo, siguro isang araw, dalawang araw, tapos game ulit. I would not have been able to do that if I had not gone through the inner work. And inner work is not, oh, hanggang dito lang, tas okay na, wonderful na. Hindi, inner work is constant. Because life happens to us every time. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. But, okay. <laughs> Na-overwhelm ako ng emotions ko, diba? So parang medyo naging personal for me yung moment. But <laughs> thank you very much for sharing all of that. And I'm, you know, I can't wait for other people to experience you and other mm. people to experience this journey because not a lot of people do. You know, I have a, I have a lot of friends and my mom was always, I mean, you were present in my, ano ba, growing up years na eh, nung college, I, I couldn't get rid of her, okay? <laughs> She's, we would drink at home, she would be there. She would be passing the shots with my, even high school, my high school friends and college friends. You know, I mean, you made up for it the way you knew how in a lot of ways. But yeah, I mean that I, not a lot of, of parents were able to make up for it also because they weren't aware of it. And, you know, and then some adults, you know, their kids just tinanggap na lang or just decided to not have a relationship with their mothers. A lot of people ha- have done that and are doing that now. Because, they, you know, they feel like it's, yes, keeping their peace. But at the same time, this is just me personally. The way I see it is that, okay, you feel like you're keeping your peace because you're keeping your distance. But at the same time, you are holding on to their resentment. And that's mm-hmm. heavy. That's a heavy thing to hold on to. And with such a heavy reason to keep your peace is because you're angry and you don't want to be hurt again. So healing, taking accountability for it, making taking the steps sounds like a lot of work. It is. You know, honestly, it is. It is. But it's the work that you need and it's the work that you will definitely be thanking yourself for, you know, in the future. And not just you, you and your kids, because you're breaking, you're taking their, you're, you're taking accountability, you're breaking the pattern, yeah. you're breaking the generational trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say, I want to say, because yes, we're not. It is hard work. It is tough work. Sometimes I have people tell me, why do I have to do this? It's so hard. Because the alternative is that your patterns will stay the same. The alternative is you don't go into the inner work 
and your patterns will keep happening and happening and happening. And sabi nga ni Carl Young, until you make the unconscious conscious, you will direct your life. It, the, the, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's that's what happens. So, okay, so if I don't get into inner work, so if I don't go into self-awareness, if I don't learn accountability, I promise you, whatever toxic patterns are happening to you now will keep happening and happening and happening. And you, and you will, will pass wonder, them on. And you will pass them on. And you will wonder why. Or sasabihin mo, malas ka. O masasama silang tao. Victim ka. Yun. Yun yung ayaw natin. Favorite kong feeling, line na natutunan ko kay, uh, kay well, sa Niagara Namal. Uh, one of the podcasters also under Podcast Network Asia and uh, a Theta Healer is that things don't things don't happen to you, they happen for you. For you, yes. And so I would like to say to anyone who's listening now, if in any way, point in your life or any relationship, you are feeling like a victim, you are welcome to this to this workshop because please invite not, them please invite them to your workshop it's happening in june yes june okay. 20 <laughs> na, nakalimutan ko na june I, I will 24, try to type uh, uh, as, june as fast 24, as i can 25 at casa san pablo in san pablo laguna reframing your mother's story is a um weekend retreat a deep dive into getting to know your stories better um, owning your stories so that you become the author of your own stories and let's let's see our mothers and ourselves as beautiful layered human beings and this is a a wonderful way to start your self-kindness your self-love your self-empathy so that you go into empowerment so that you're able to let go of the beliefs that no longer serve you and come up with patterns and beliefs that will help you travel lighter, be more empowered. Saan nga siya? Ano nga venue mo, Mother? Asa San Pablo at San Pablo Laguna. Asa San Pablo. Ang ganda Pablo. niya. Ang ganda niya. It's, um, it's like nature-filled and then it, they also have an art gallery. It's a beautiful place, a beautiful place to to do this. And, you know, women, whether you are daughters or mothers, you deserve this. For yourself there's okay. so much to unpack and i would love to unpack them with you <laughs> very very exciting again that's reframing your mother's story happening on june 24 to 25 at casa san pablo in san pablo laguna of course um with my mother Leia erigel it's going to be a really interesting and mind-blowing experience for you i'm so excited for everyone to experience it as well if you guys want to learn more about um you know reframing your mother's story what to expect uh, please follow her socials as well. Uh, please invite them. Yes, uh, please. Social. Yes, I have so much, um, you know, uh, um, teasers and bits and pieces. I know like maybe here it might have been too much in, in, you know, in one go. Please follow me on Instagram at Heartworks Healing or on Facebook at Heartworks Healing for more information about reframing your mother's story and how you can join us. And I, before we go, I want to say this. Daughter of mine, you are your beautiful self. 
You do not need to be perfect for me. You are beautiful as you are. Please make your big, beautiful, creative mistakes. I will always love you even if you don't do anything. And even if you make mistakes. Sabi ko walang paiyakan eh. Pwede namang sabihin yun. <laughs> hindi tayo live eh. <laughs> Sorry naman. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe say it more off air. <laughs> I will say it more often. <laughs> words of words of affirmation ng aking love language eh. Okay. Thank you, Mother. And thank you for thank being you. here. Um, thank you for sharing yourself and your life and your passions with uh, me and, and our listeners. And again, please follow her on Instagram at Heartworks Healing and Facebook as well to learn more about the workshop happening on June 24-25 that's Reframing Your Mother's Story at Casa San Pablo in San Pablo, Laguna. Yes. All right. There we go. Again, thank, thank you so much, you. everybody. Thank you, Mother thank of you. Mine. And good I luck on you. your workshop. And love you. And see you guys again next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so, so much for your time and energy. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, this is the part where you share the things, people, moments, whatever it is that you're grateful for today. I would love to hear from you. So please do get in touch with me on Instagram and Facebook at After 30 with Cara Erigel. I would love to see you tag me and your stories if you do post this. And please follow me on Spotify if you haven't yet. And also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would really, really help the podcast. And of course, me a lot. And I truly, truly appreciate you. I am so grateful for you. Don't forget, be grateful. Mm-hmm.